Welcome to the History Guy War and Conflict uh, podcast. Today, uh, we are going to be talking about the 18th anniversary of one of America's most controversial wars in generations. Yes, we're talking about the Iraq War. So on March 20th, 2003, 18 years ago this week, American, British, and Australian forces invaded the Middle Eastern nation of Iraq, which was then ruled by the bloody-handed dictator Saddam Hussein. So let's go look at a quick rewind here to get into a brief background of why we invaded Iraq in 2003. After all, 18 years is a long time. Memories fade, and frankly, some of the folks listening here on this uh, podcast episode uh, may not have been uh, um, alive when this happened, or certainly not in the in the mode of paying attention to major events. So, for someone of, of my age, it was a current event back in the day. Now, of course, it is literally history. So, in October of 2002, the U.S. Congress passed the Authorization for Use of Military Force Against Iraq Resolution of 2002. This AUMF, which is still in effect in 2021, by the way, followed a similar AUMF in 2001 authorizing uh, the U.S. military to pursue, to pursue what uh, President Bush liked to call the global war on terrorism. That sprang from the 9-11 terrorist attacks on America and set in motion a war that we're still dealing with today in Afghanistan. So this war with Iraq was not America's first war of that nation. In 1990 and 1991, the U.S. fought Iraqi forces to liberate Kuwait from Saddam's occupation army. Uh, Saddam had occupied, invaded and occupied uh, the very small neighbor of Kuwait, oil-rich small neighbor of Kuwait, in August of 1990. The United States, Saudi Arabia, uh, Britain, France, multiple other nations formed a coalition. And in uh, January of 1991, the so-called, what America calls the Gulf War, was um, launched which U.S. and Allied forces fought the Iraqi troops, liberated Kuwait, invaded southern um, Iraq, and soundly defeated Saddam's um, army. So after this successful conventional war, the U.S. and Britain then maintained a no-fly zone over large swaths of Iraq. This uh, actually developed into an aerial war of sorts against Saddam Hussein's regime, um, with uh, the original goal being the uh, American and British uh, air forces would prevent Saddam from using his air forces to uh, put down the rebellious Kurds and the rebellious uh, Shiite uh, Muslim populations in uh, northern and southern Iraq, respectively. Well, uh, that didn't save the Shiites. The Kurds were able to establish an autonomous zone in the north. Uh, more on that later. But Going back to the original um, uh, reasons why the Bush administration decided to invade Iraq in 2003. There are several reasons. The biggest public reason involves Saddam's alleged stock of weapons of mass destruction, which uh, and some tenuous and factually questionable ties to Al-Qaeda. Um, Al-Qaeda being a um, fundamentalist religious uh, organization, uh, was actually at odds with Saddam, who by and large maintained a secular or non-religious uh, regime. 
Some used uh, religion, just as Napoleon did, actually, um, to help control the uh, Iraqi masses. But uh, he himself, there's no evidence that he was truly uh, a man of the Islamic faith. So, also, President George W. Bush really hated Saddam, in particular because Saddam tried to have the president's father, the first President Bush, assassinated when the first Bush, then a former president, invaded, or uh, invaded, excuse me, uh, visited Kuwait. The assassination attempt was foiled, but that did spark a uh, uh, President Clinton to launch a multi-day aerial attack on Iraq. So, going back to the weapons of mass destruction, none were ever actually uncovered after we invaded Iraq, but the invasion was still considered a success in that Saddam was toppled. He was eventually captured and put on trial by the new Iraqi government, which then found him guilty and executed him for crimes against the Iraqi people. But despite the relatively quick conquest of Baghdad and the melting away of Saddam's forces, two significant insurgencies developed that combated American and coalition forces. One, encouraged and to a point directed by Iran, was the Shiite insurgency, primarily located in southern Iraq. The other Iraqi insurgency was among the Sunni religious minority, which was Saddam's uh, official faith. And it was this guerrilla war that actually drew in Al-Qaeda, which, again, is a fanatical Sunni movement. And this, in turn, morphed into what we now know variously as ISIS, ISIL, Daesh, or more simply, the Islamic State. By the end of 2011, the Obama administration drew down U.S. military involvement to the point where the original Iraq War, begun on March 20, 2003, ended. However, the weak Iraqi government that was left behind was unable to defend itself, and in neighboring Syria, itself riven with the multi-sided civil war, the Islamic State grew more powerful seized and controlled a large chunk of Syrian territory, and then launched an invasion of Iraq in 2014, adding uh, large areas of northern and western Iraq to the so-called caliphate. In response to this attack and the ongoing massacres by the Islamic State of Iraqi Kurds, Christians, Yazidis, and others, the United States again went to war in Iraq, this time defending an Iraqi government in coalition with the British, French, and multiple others. American forces are still in Iraq and Syria today, battling ISIS. Interestingly, representatives in the U.S. Congress plan on introducing legislation that will end the, uh, the 2003 AUMF, nearly 18 years after it was first approved, which set uh, America on course for nearly two decades of war in Iraq. Now, the Wars in Iraq, combined with the war in Afghanistan, which still goes on, and multiple other American military deployments around the world combating al-Qaeda, ISIS, and other Islamic fundamentalist jihadi militant groups have been labeled uh, the, quote, forever wars, end quote. And not without reason. Uh, the, America has never been engaged in active military action for this long in our history. Um... The Cold War lasted for decades, but that was, again, largely uh, non, a non-combat conflict with periods of intense fighting, such as in Korea, Vietnam, and elsewhere. So if Congress does end the authorization for the use of military force that was first okayed in 2002, 
that's not going to be a bad thing. Uh, we need to focus on the coming conflict with China, the possible coming conflict with Russia, um, and the Middle East is going to continue to be embroiled in conflict. And quite frankly, if American military forces are withdrawn in a responsible manner, leaving behind a, an Iraqi government and other local forces that are capable of defending themselves with perhaps minimal American military support, that would be the best. We will see what Congress does. That is supposed to be coming up in uh, congressional uh, action in the week of March uh, 22nd. We'll see what happens. So this has been a update and a review of the Iraq War on the 18th anniversary of that invasion from back in 2003. So this has been History Guy War and Conflict Updates. We hope you uh, found this interesting. Please subscribe to our podcast. Visit our website at historyguy.com. And uh, take care and have a good rest of the day and happy first week of spring.